0: Welcome to the Artist Academy Podcast, a place where we focus on the business side of art to help you attract more customers, increase profits, and ultimately live a life of creativity and financial freedom. I'm your host, Andrea Earhart, and this week's episode is all about hiring a virtual assistant to make your life easier. Today, I'll be explaining how my virtual assistant makes my life easier and how you can go about it too. But upfront, I really wanna emphasize that this is more of a seasoned artist tool unless you're planning to do a ton of outreach. So you have a pitch deck or you have a way that you reach out to people and you've you've done it yourself already, right? And you've gotten maybe one thing here, but you just need more volume. You need to get things out to more people and a virtual assistant can help with that. They can help with a lot more other things. But I'm just saying to do the day-to-day stuff, it's probably best like running your own social media and whatnot that you do that yourself in the first few years, at least until money is coming in. So I didn't hire a VA until I decided to add another stream of revenue into my business, which is the Artist Academy. So coaching, the podcast, all that stuff. I already had my bread and butter system working with murals, generating money before I started hiring. So it was really whenever I started to add another revenue stream Onto my already busy mural business, I was like, okay, I need help. (laughs) So if you're wondering, you know, if you're ready to hire just yet, I'm going to guess that the majority of you are not quite there yet, but I think it's still a good listen for you to listen to maybe some stories I'm going to tell you and some tips for those who want to get to the point of delegating someday. Okay. So the idea of hiring and trading money for services outside of our own art business It takes a while to get used to, you know, we're in the beginning, especially we're scrappy and we're doing everything ourselves, like social media and emails invoices, and editing and everything else piled on to painting. All the things that people don't see that goes on behind closed doors that like behind the scenes, not just putting a paintbrush to a wall or a canvas, you know, we do all these things ourselves, but it doesn't have to be like that forever. So just maybe have that in your in the back of your mind as I'm explaining all of these things. But first off, I guess we'll go into tip number one as when you're ready to do this, my biggest tip that I'm pretty sure I heard this from listening to Amy Porterfield's podcast. And she does, she does digital courses and all the things. And she was saying, if you want to have a bigger business and you want to make a lot of money and you're going to eventually have to hire people. So you're not doing everything yourself. But the very first hire that you should have is a low cost virtual assistant. So I was like, okay, what is low cost to me? And back in the day, so this was about three and a half years ago when I hired my first one. And I went onto this site because I really liked the idea of hiring a virtual assistant that wasn't in the United States. I had looked around at some of the ones that are in the United States, and they were charging quite a bit, something like $20 an hour, and I just wasn't ready for that yet. That was not a hire that I felt like making, because at that time, I was making, I don't know, right around the $100,000 mark, maybe, <laughs> right in there but I just didn't feel like I was really raking it in a ton. Anyway, the current website that I used is called Upwork. So upwork.com. That's where I have my current one. But the first one, it was called iWorker and it was iWorker.co. And it's co-founded by a Venezuelan. And their idea was they're going to take people in impoverished countries and hook them up with American business owners and they could make money that way. And they give jobs to people who maybe wouldn't normally have them or to people that need jobs, I guess is what it is in third world countries. And so I loved the idea of that, especially since I'm a traveler. I was like, yes, I want to have an international virtual assistant. I think that's so cool. Plus I don't have to pay them as much. So my first one, they hooked me up with a woman and they i remember i had an interview with her so i was being the one interviewing her which had never happened before really or hadn't happened in a long time and i was like okay what do, what do i ask so i literally googled questions to ask them and it was like, I, gosh, I can't even remember, but I just Googled questions to ask a virtual assistant in an interview. <laughs> and, oh yeah, it was one that was like, what is your strength and what is your weakness <laughs> or whatever? And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. So we got on there and we did a video interview and I was like, yeah, you're hired. Like, I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea what I was looking for. I was just like, you seem nice. She was about my age, probably a little bit younger. And I was just like, Great. And her English was okay, but I remember like, okay, yeah, this is just how it has to be. (laughs) If I'm going to pay somebody $5 an hour, I mean, obviously I can't have somebody who their English is not going to be perfect, right? Wrong. I didn't know that then, but so we started working together and I gave her a couple things to do. And those things involved giving her access to my Instagram. And so trusting this person over the internet with my Instagram. And you can do that. So if you don't have two-factor authentication, you can use this website called lastpass.com. Lastpass.com. I'm not sponsored by iWorker or LastPass or anything on this, but that you can do that and you can put your password in there and then it gives them access through that. They don't actually have your password. I have now learned though, if you have two-factor authentication on anything... Which you should, then it doesn't necessarily work because we we've run into several things where finally I was like, okay, this is my password, just take it. <laughs> and and I've never gotten bitten by that. They have my email. She's had my all of my social medias, everything, everything that I had. And I mean, they don't have my credit card number or anything. But I would probably trust them with it. I just haven't gotten bit at all. Everything's been great. And so I think that's the first thing. People are like, oh, no, they have to have my password and whatnot. Yes, it definitely involves some trust in this. But yeah, so I did that. I gave her, she was going to respond to a bunch of email, Instagram messages for me. And I gave her a little bit of what to say and everything. And I just started giving more and more tasks. Things like helping me organize the Artist Academy in just in certain ways. And I would just say, hey, do this and whatnot, and we would kind of fumble through. And some of the mistakes that I learned in the first little bit, even though I was paying her $5 an hour, at first I thought that I had to hire her for 20 hours a week. And that was that. Or 40 hours a week. And so I did. And I found myself, I couldn't give her enough things to do. So I would just start making things up. And I was like, yeah, do this. Yeah, um, transcribe this text. It can be in Spanish. Yeah, sure. When, no, in reality, you don't have to do that. I don't know why I thought I had to give this person how many X amount of hours per week. When I could have just done five or 10 hours per week, <laughs> And that's fine because then they could also be a VA for someone else if they wanted to. I didn't have to give them a full-time position right off. So eventually I learned that and dialed back and she works about 15 hours per week. It just, it depends. And then the second <laughs> error I made was I had bought this Pinterest course from this influencer or whatnot that uses Pinterest to sell her business. And I took it and I got the gist of it. I was like, okay, well, now I'm going to have my VA take it. And so she'll know everything about Pinterest. And then she'll be able to grow my business on Pinterest for me. Sounds great, right? If only. So I had her take it. I paid her to take it. And however many hours, she understood it a little bit. But mind you, Your virtual assistant isn't going to have the inside knowledge of art like we do, right? She didn't even really know the difference between oil and acrylic, so which she's not expected to. And we know all of that, but they don't. So that was a fail. She did a bunch of pins and did all that, but it wasn't actually growing anything because. She wasn't an artist, so she didn't know how to make pretty pins, which is what I had her do. And it was just stagnant. I was paying out money for getting no returns. I was like, okay, this is not. So that goes to lesson number one or two, I don't know, that you can't. your, your virtual assistant can't do something that you haven't quite figured out yet. So I hadn't quite figured out how to streamline the process of pinning things and generating business I'd make some pins here and there. I was still trying to figure it out myself. So I couldn't expect many results from her. I didn't really know how to train her. I can't punt her off on some course and have them train her. It just, it doesn't work like that. Plus she's not an artist. So even her going through this course that was meant for me, wasn't, it just wasn't very helpful. But again, I hired at a very low hourly rate of $5 an hour. And so my mistakes weren't quite as costly as it could have been if I was hiring out for say $20 an hour. So make your first hire something that's at a very low rate, something that you can afford, right? And then give them tasks that you've already figured out. Also, third one, make sure that they can speak English real good, <laughs> okay. real, real good. <laughs> I am not perfect in this area, but I know how to write pretty well. <laughs> and but even now, though, I will make spelling errors, or sometimes the sentence like it's all right, but I'll I'll keep it in there. And sometimes my now virtual assistant, so not the first one, but my now one, Anne she will fix my grammatical errors. She'll add in a comma when it's needed. She'll do this and that. Sometimes there's like, she'll add in punctuation where it shouldn't be, or like she'll, she'll capitalize something where it shouldn't be, but it's pretty rare nowadays. She does a lot more good than harm. A lot. And I really appreciate it. Even sometimes in my Instagram post, she'll be like, hey, you said it instead of at, and oh yeah, change that. Thank you. Thank you for looking out. <laughs> like little things like that. Whereas my first one, my first virtual assistant did not have that insight because English was not, she was still learning it. Like She would speak to me in broken English. So it was tough because whenever she would reply to comments and whatnot, sometimes she would use English incorrectly. <laughs> and I was like, Obviously, that's not me. So we had to do a lot of back and forth. So that leads to another tip: expect them to be making mistakes and expect to correct, especially in the first couple of months, even with my new virtual assistant. In those first couple of months, I was like, hey, don't say this, say that. Hey, don't do this, do that. And she was like, I feel like I'm letting you die. I feel like I'm doing all these things wrong. And I was like, oh no, no, it's fine. <laughs> You're still a step up from my first one. It's fine. <laughs> so I guess I should kind of step back. I had my first virtual assistant with broken English for two years, I believe it was. Yeah. And those whole two years, all the time, I was complaining because she would help me in a lot of different ways. But it would also, I would find myself complaining of like, ah, oh, she didn't do this. She forgot to do that. Why didn't she do this? Like, blah, 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 And it was so much, it's like, she wasn't very organized. And I also attribute that to the fact that like, I wasn't very organized for her. So with the next one, so after about two years, it just, it was a headache so much. There's so many things where I, but I just thought that you know, I'm paying $5 an hour. This is what you get. Like, and when I would talk to other people, they would say, oh yeah, you know, people have to correct people. And I was like, okay, but it was constant. She was constantly forgetting things. And I was like, oh gosh, eventually she ended up taking a position that could give her a lot more hours. And I was like, thank gosh, I don't have to fire you. Thank gosh. Cause it, the idea, the thought crossed my mind so many times. But I was like, I don't know. I just didn't know what to do. I didn't have anybody to advise me on, yes, firing is a good idea. You know, when, when do you fire? So I guess another tip would be don't be afraid to fire them after a while, after you've really established, after they make multiple, multiple you know, mistakes in a row, which is what she was doing. I had to remind her all the time to do... The basic weekly tasks. I would give her a task. She'd do it for two weeks and then she'd not do it the third week. And I'm like, hey, like, where you got to do this? Like, don't. So after two weeks, she took another position. I was like, thank gosh, I don't have to fire her. And I was like, okay, no big deal. Have fun. Great. Have fun. Great. L- live your life. And I hired another one. I was like, okay, here we go. So this time I kind of knew what to look I found a new one, Anne, and she's been with me a year and a half now. And that first, Again, it was the first hire. I was like, this, she was the first interview I did. I was like, okay, great. She said that she knew a little bit of social media. She was familiar with Kajabi, which is the Art Academy platform. Like, she had been on it a little bit. And I was like, okay, great. And I talked to her. Her emphasis or strengths are in numbers. And she worked at a bank before. I was like, great, because mine's in art. She says, oh, yeah, like, I, I'm not good at the art thing. So don't ask me to design anything. I was like, great, I'll do that. Like, I just wanted somebody who's, my strengths were their weaknesses and their strengths are my weaknesses. That's what I look for now. And so again, she was the first interview I had. Yeah, I'll hire you. Let's let's see how it goes. And she is amazing. Like at first we had to go back and forth of like, hey, do this, do that. But nowadays it's nothing. I don't have to remind her of anything. She corrects my grammar instead of the other way around. She just is so good good about doing exactly what I've set out for her to do. And it just makes my life so much easier. And I'm so thankful <laughs> for her. And I have never thought about firing her ever. Whereas the last one I was, it was like once a month, I'd be like, do I need the stress in my life? Is it really making it that much better? Like, <laughs> And it, so if it's like that, Move on, get someone else. But if it's like this, this is heaven. And she's never leaving me. And you're never leaving me. She listens to this podcast. So I have her listen to every podcast episode. She's she's literally listening to what I'm saying. (laughs) And she just makes sure that it's edited properly. And then she'll talk to my editor and be like, hey, maybe you missed a small spot here and there. Very few though. She keeps it on task. Like actually the other week I forgot to do the caption for this podcast. And she reminded me, Hey, we need to finish the caption because it goes live on Monday. I'm like, Oh great. I'll do that tomorrow. And then if I don't do it tomorrow because I got too busy, Hey, sorry. Like I'll, I'll do that on Saturday. Like we're just in communication. So communication is the biggest thing. And even that being said, though, we don't really talk a lot. We like we'll message every once in a while, like, "Hey, can you cancel this person's thing?" or "Hey, can you refund that person?" or whatever. And she does it, but that's about it. We don't really. I follow her on online, and she has a cute little family, and we like like each other's stuff. But Other than that, we don't really talk a lot because we did all the bulk work at first, and I created videos for her. I literally would go on my computer and screen record my computer saying, hey, this is how you go into Kajabi and this is how you see all the new people who have been added. This is how we go and we shout them out in the Facebook group. And we try to get them to post about themselves. So, you know, This is what how we do every single step of the process. It's Still still to this day, she's an amazing VA, but no VA that you could tell and be like, hey, and just describe what you want if it's something new without actually showing them. So Biggest thing is don't just give a task, show a task. Record yourself doing it. Explain why. Explain if this goes wrong, this is what we do, you know, or we could do it like this. So with that, all the tasks that you could have a VA do is you could, you know, have them respond to messages on Instagram. And even that, I would go on there and say, this wording is good. This wording is good. Do not say this. Do not say that. You can do this emoji. Don't do this emoji. Like, mimic what I would do. And maybe I'll even have her go on and look at some of the replies that I do, and she does the rest. And the people who direct message me, but if it's just if it's something silly that doesn't actually need my my attention, then she'll she'll respond to them as me. <laughs> and but she leaves the ones that are for me. You know, for me, she uses her best judgment and she's really good at that nowadays. And you know, you could have your VA create invoices for you, but you have to go on, you have to show her exactly how you want it. You could go and have them create contracts for you and send them out and remind the people of it. That's one that I need to do. I'm not doing it, but I need to do that. I need to have Anne go on and create contracts and then also bug people who haven't sent it back yet. That would be great. Anything repetitive that we're constantly doing or also anything in the back of my head, it's like, oh, I need to do that. One of those things was posting on my story some of the products that I have. So my, the artist Academy or, you know, my free supply list or my free pricing guide, or, you know, if I have a print sale or whatnot, I'll have her go on there and say, Hey, every single day this week, can you make this post over and over again? Or can you make a variation of this post? And I'll show her the exact wording that I want exactly where I want it. And so that way she will go on and she'll create a quick story for me every day of things that I need to share. So I also have her reshare anything that I post on Instagram. She will download it. And again, I've shown her exactly how to download it and exactly how to post it and everything. But She'll repost it to Pinterest. She'll repost it to Twitter and LinkedIn and I should probably, oh yeah, and YouTube Shorts. That was one. In the back of my head, I heard about YouTube Shorts, Was this just like Instagram Reels. It's like, why don't I have her do that? Yeah. So I just has said, hey, can you start posting a bunch of my short videos, even the short videos that I've made in the past, post them to YouTube Shorts and do that. That way it's more promotion. I've already created the content and she's just reposting things like updating photos on my website or updating products, adding new prints. I just go in there and I show her exactly how to add one print with all the stuff that goes on with it and show her once. And then she can go on and do it. And I can just say, hey, can you add this print to my website? With this too, I create all of these videos and I put it in one Dropbox folder labeled with everything. I also go and I made a Google Sheets doc for her that says has all my passwords on it it has all of my tasks that i that need done with daily Weekly and monthly or semi-weekly, whatever. And that way she can go and she has something to look at, say, oh, you know, this is what I do daily. She can mark it off as needed and whatnot. And all of this gets tracked as a via a screen record for her time within Upwork, the program that I used to hire her, the program that automatically pays her for the time spent. Everything is very hands-off. I don't have to send out a payment every month. I just have my credit card linked to it and however many hours that she she puts in, it records it within that platform and then it automatically pays her those hours. And so, my first VA, I paid her $5 an hour. And then I realized that iWorker, they took 50% of that. So, she was actually getting $250 an hour and they were getting $250. Eventually, she told me that. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. So, after a while, I hired her off of iWorker. And I paid her the full five dollars an hour, and so we did that for a while. And then whenever I went to hire Anne, my current one on Upwork, she we did eight dollars an hour. So she worked with me for a whole year for eight dollars an hour. And then around Christmas time, she I feel like it was no January. I don't know. It was. Earlier this year, she goes, hey, i worked for you for a whole year. So she came to me and she's like, do you like the idea of a raise? Do you think I'm doing a good job? And I was like, absolutely. You're amazing. So I was like, how about we do $9 an hour? So a whole dollar raise. And I'll likely do the same thing again the the following year. So she'll get $10 an hour. Like, I'm totally fine with that progress because, again, if she's saving me so much time and headache... I yes, I will pay you what you're worth. And nine dollars an hour in the Philippines is quite a bit. And so we've also experimented with different things. Of I was having her do some outreach for me for schools and highly, highly recommend to have some kind of commission-based system if you do that, because it helps them to be more motivated and just work harder. Plus, so I was doing this thing over. So I'll pay her hourly hourly rate. But then if she helps me to book a mural that is $1,000 or more, I will give her a hundred bucks. I think it was something like that. So yeah, but pay whatever you can at whatever stage you're at. And eventually business will grow and you can pay them more and more. So I guess just to recap a little bit, I just want to really overemphasize Whenever you need a virtual assistant, just calculate how much you're planning to spend. Give them a weekly limit. So say we're working at $10 an hour or $5 an hour whatever. Say, just for easy math, $10 an hour at 10 hours a week. That's $100 a week, right? Yes. Carry the zero. Yeah. (laughs) And so could you pay out $100 a week for something that is going to save you 10 hours? A week, Right. That's what it is. It's saving time. And when you're overbooked or when you have a lot of things coming in, it's just, what is your time worth? And nowadays I'm charging over $100 an hour. So it's very easy for me to be like, okay, yes, 10 to 20 hours a week is definitely worth me paying out $9 an hour, especially now that I'm a new busy mom and the hours are even less (laughs) that I have available. And so that money that I'm spending to her to do those simpler, repetitive things that don't require a whole lot of creativity and they don't require my face or me painting i can spend that time doing other things like growing the academy or making the tutorials in the academy better or i don't know going after more business or painting like <laughs> just my time is spent a little bit better here not focusing on the small things and so she also she does things for me like she takes the podcast captions and she turns it into an email and then sends the email out. And so that we're letting more people know, but it's like those little things are things that I would forget and I would just let go. So the podcast wasn't getting very good promotion. And I'm like, okay, what can I do? And all the time I'm asking myself, how can Ann help me more? And it's so many things. It's just getting used to delegating because actually i was thinking today of ways that she could help me more it's up to me to figure that out right and at the recent mural meetup, one of the artists came up was like, Hey, I would really love to connect with everybody that's here. Do you have a list? I was like, Oh no. I was like, yes, I do. I need to create it. But what I should have done was I should have just simply messaged Anne and said, Hey, can you create a list of all the social medias with links of everybody that's at the mural meetup right now? And she knows that list because it's in Kajabi and she knows how to access that, but it was going to be as simple as that. I just didn't think to do it. And that would have helped. But people ended up just like sharing their social media amongst each other. But I was like, oh, that's a great thing for next time for the next mural meetup. I'm going to have her ahead of time, create this list and then have everybody put in their Instagrams and whatnot. And I'll send it out to everybody that way. They don't have to ask me for it. And everybody can connect with each other even before we get there. It's just little things like that. And again, this is like outside of the scope of just my mural business. But if you're thinking about adding another revenue stream, consider hiring. And if you haven't listened to the multiple revenue art streams episode, it's a solo episode back. And so these kind of go hand in hand. But hiring a virtual assistant is definitely made my life easier because it's freed me up to either have a little bit more rest time so that I can be more creative or just have a little bit more time to grow my own business in only the ways that I know how to do that. So I'm not just stuck in the day-to-day of remembering to do the little things. She's really good at doing the little things. So I let her do that for me and pay her a decent amount for her, especially for the conversion rate. She's making a good amount. And whereas it might not be as much here But where she lives, she's able to provide for her family and stuff like that, especially when we do commissions. And anyway, but a lot of the things that we've done too, I just want to say, have fallen off. I was like, okay, we're going to create a commission-based thing to where if you, you know, you talk to this artist and then if they ended up signing up, we're going to do that. And a lot of things have failed, but we're trying. I'm trying to just do different things all the time and some things go through and then some things just don't and we stop doing it but it's all about just you know experimenting and trying new things and some things work and some things are better than others and just it's a constant constant progression but I really love to be able to just message her and be like hey can you take care of this quick computer thing so that I can keep painting that is invaluable okay that's all I have for you today I will catch you on the next episode of the Artist Academy podcast and give you more tips on how to make your life easier. This is kind of goes, this one kind of goes in the category of working less to make more. So, big tip here. Okay. All right. Hope you have a great week. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Artist Academy podcast. I've been putting out at least one episode per week for more than four years on this podcast. And it's really cool to see those download numbers go up and up as time goes on. And that's because artists like you listen and share these episodes. So really... When I say thank you, I mean it. It's really cool to see progress along the way. And anyway, if you like this type of art and business content, then I highly encourage you to get the audio version of my book, Mural Money, with over 15 hours of listening inspiration. I'm currently running a special of just $17 for the audio version. You can go to muralmoney.com to find it. And that comes with a bunch of extras, like my art supply list, my pricing guide, recommended book and podcast list, and so much more. I filled that book with tips from my art journey of building a profitable mural career. Plus, I've included the best of the best advice from guests I've interviewed on this podcast. It's the most affordable all-in-one book of advice on art and business that I have. And if you enjoy listening to me here, then I know you'll like the book too, because I read it myself all 15 hours of it. (laughs) The book is available on Amazon and Audible normally for $25, but if you go to muralmoney.com, that is where you can grab the special $17 deal while it lasts. If you haven't listened to my book yet, this is your sign to do it. Again, normally $25. running a special for $17, but you have to go to muralmoney.com. That's where you can grab the audio version of it. And that's all I have for you today. So I will see you next week for another episode of the Artist Academy podcast.